Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 69 of the GVG cast. And I don't even have to say nice because we already had someone do a super chat doing that for us. So right off the bat, thank you to RecBCQ with $2 saying nice. Thank you so much for that. Uh, I am your host for today, Ash Paulson, and I'm joined by my good friend and GVG co-founder, Derek Bittner, as well as our amazing art director, Daniel Alba. And I'm so glad to finally be back in the host seat after like three weeks away. I've been traveling and doing all sorts of stuff, so I'm back. Guys, how's it going? Daniel? I'm doing good. I'm doing tired. I spent this doing the tired. majority of the beginning of last weekend up till now working on a video which is on the channel now it's the longest video i've done it's it's the best video i think i've done on this channel and really uh I'm, I'm glad it's out there i hope you all have seen it because it took a long time to do, <laughs> to do i just talk about pictures and and texts for a long time but it's it, i think it's worth it um I, I i honestly didn't play too much other than like our game club game, which isn't even a lot to say. I know. This week. <laughs> I gave you like the shortest game club game ever. <laughs> I gave you. <laughs> now I have a choice. Uh, um, but yeah, most of the, most of my week was um, that. Um, just playing other things like on stream uh, and just you know doing reactions as well during this week. It was kind of it was kind of busy, all things considered. Yeah, a little bit of everything this week. It, it, yeah, it really feels that way. Uh, I otherwise, for, I mean, for me kind of the same as daniel i've just been trying to get things uh going a lot of just scheduling because i want to you know a lot of, we, we have the common joke and then it's not unfair of like uh, well i hope this series lasts more than two episodes no i want game club going i have uh yeah. i have guests up until um episode four all set to go and plan to go even further so nice. uh, i have i have Twilight. plans uh we, that's going to keep going um and yeah, just me trying to get to uh, another short video before I return to um, starting on more research for the next uh, section of the retrospective. Speaking of which, if you haven't watched part two of the uh, Zelda retrospective, you should do that. <laughs> Although I expect most people watch this, I've already watched it, but watch it again. Why not? Make me feel better because uh, these these things are uh, they're they're rough, but uh, otherwise, there are a lot to put together. Yeah. <laughs> um otherwise uh kind of the same as daniel I, I played our game club game this week uh i did my typical stream games which hey i started metroid prime remastered as part of that and oh nice. damn that game is gorgeous and is smooth and like holy hell Isn't it? it is the definition of how a remaster should be done right. it is so I'm so well impressed. done that's nearly yeah. a remake Certainly, if you haven't checked out, uh, well, both of your latest videos, uh, Daniel, you have your awesome uh, video going into the design of Nintendo logos. And Derek, you, of course, had your Zelda Retrospective Part 2 going up. And uh, I had a video go up last week where, in which I discussed the future of Smash with Daniel right here, as well as our good friend, She Says, from Boundary Break. So if you haven't checked out all three of those videos, please do go check them out right now. Well, not right now. After right the show. Now. The show, not this very second. You can't miss um, the nicest episode Exactly. We're, we're going to be so exactly. nice to each other tonight. It's it's you won't believe it. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and and speaking of nice, I've gotten to do a lot of traveling lately. I uh, the reason I haven't been here for a little while, at least in the hosting seat, is because uh, a couple weeks ago I was in Florida for Tampa Bay Comic Con doing a convention appearance with my dad, where we did a panel and everything. Uh, and then after that, I was uh, or sorry, the week before that, I was in San Diego Comic Con and uh, meeting up with some of my old uh, crew members from Udon, back where I used to work. 
And then just last weekend, I was in Evo. As those of you who watch the show weekly know, I actually did get to join in on the show from my hotel room at Evo. Uh, but I didn't get to host, of course, because hotel internet sucks and I didn't have my webcam with me. But I'm back home now uh, until PAX. PAX is only, what, three weeks away now? PAX West and Daniel, you and I will both be there. Uh, we're having a whole GVG community meetup as always, so that'll be super exciting when we get there. But that's still a couple of weeks away. You know what's right now, what's current, what's the hotness? Our sponsor, The Game Orb. And The Game Orb is, as always, a YouTube channel that brings commentary and gameplay footage from the, from the Nintendo Switch and Xbox Series X gaming systems. He's recently started streaming on Twitch as well, though, but it'll take some time to get into that groove and add new Twitch elements over time. And while it might not be for a while, the VODs for his Twitch streams will also be available to watch on his YouTube channel in the future. Uh, so his current goal is to not only reach affiliate status, but to do it before TwitchCon in October so we can have the affiliate name on his TwitchCon badge. So if you want to support him on Twitch along with his YouTube channel, we've got links to both in the description. So as I always say, he has been supporting us from the very beginning of GVG at our highest Patreon tier. We cannot thank him enough. So please go subscribe to his YouTube channel, like his videos, and of course now go sub to his chit to follow it, sub to it. It's on, on Twitch. He's doing a lot of cool new stuff, and we want to give him as much momentum as he can, as we can, right out of the gate. So uh, thank you so much, The Game Warp, as always. And uh, yeah, everyone watching, please go show your love. Um, yeah, as, as for other stuff, I haven't really been playing that much because I've been traveling, of course. Um, I unfortunately feel like I came down with a little bug from Evo. I'm not feeling 100%. I'm trying to hide that as best I can. Uh, so I did, I did the thing earlier this week where I'm like, okay, I finished all my work and, you know, I've had dinner. My wife's gone to bed. Okay, I'm going to stay up and get some gaming time in. But I didn't feel well, so I just passed out. And I just, I just yeah, slept, that's, you know? That's, that's fair. Yeah. I mean, I, I've tried yeah. to start a little bit of Final Fantasy 16. I haven't made much progress since the last time I talked about it. But I have played more uh, Xenoblade Future Redeemed, so I'm... I'm Getting that's, in chapter four, so I'm getting there. That's something I still need to go back to and finish. Right. I'm at uh, the end of chapter five, I think, or the beginning of chapter six. I can't remember, but I'm pretty close to the end. Okay. Uh, still, of course, chipping away at Zelda. I've got uh, my. <laughs> yeah. I'm about to do my fourth story dungeon, uh, which for me is going to be the Zora dungeon. So I'm looking forward to that, and um, looking forward to Sea of Stars. Really trying to wrap up Zelda before Sea of Stars comes out later this month. Good luck. Uh, yeah, and uh, as Frequent Positron just said in our uh, live audience chat, don't Ash, don't catch a, a deadly illness before PAX. I'm not, don't worry. I have been uh, testing for COVID. I don't have it. I mean, I, I, know, I did uh, hear Justin Wong got COVID. Um, he's not the only one. Yeah, there have actually been a few people from Evo who, who now said they have tested positive for COVID. Thankfully, yeah. I'm not one of them. I feel a little bit under the weather, but I have tested. I will continue to test, but so far covid negative so hopefully that that uh holds true in the next few days but uh, i will be good to go by pax west i promise i wouldn't miss that for the world uh so before we move on to our news for the day we do have some super chats to go over and of course the first one i already opened the show with which was just a big fat nice but we got some more we got some more so next up we have blaker 36 with one dollar 99 cents thank you very much everyone talks about 69 but no one talks about question marks is that not is that showing i, I don't up even yeah you? it shows up properly me i don't even know how to put an upside down it's, question mark i don't either but yeah there's an upside down question mark and a regular question mark and i don't know <laughs> how to good otherwise old, pronounce that yeah good old mexican question mark right <laughs> but uh but thank you for that uh for that super chat blake really appreciate it next up we've got two dollars from kaiser the fighter with another matchup question leo from the ninja uh for the ninja turtles versus the red ranger from the power rangers I'm biased as hell. It's Leo. 
So I don't even. I'm biased. What about you guys? Uh, it depends what does the Red, Red Ranger, Ranger have in its fertility? I, I should be fair. I know very little about the Power Rangers and their individual abilities. Like I know a lot about Leonardo, I, but I don't know. I, I feel like the Red Ra- most Red Rangers I think would be able to beat them. Really? Hey, you I know think what? So too. Yeah. I'm not gonna argue because I have no knowledge of uh, Power Rangers basically. So I'm gonna I'm gonna dig in and say Leonardo because I'm biased. <laughs> you can see my headgear here. But you know what? I could be wrong, and I'll I'll uh, let Daniel and Derek speak for that because they have more Power Rangers experience. You were you about I, to say something, Derek? I was just trying to think. It was like I was about to say. I'm pretty sure Leonardo, they all got the all the tur- turtles got beat up by Batman. In their crossover movie. So I think. True. I'm pretty sure the Power Rangers are more powerful than Batman, but I mean, I might be wrong there. I I don't know. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> it's all, enough. It's all based on who's writing it. That's 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 the that's the real answer. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, next up, we've got two dollars from a drink to the past. Still love that name every time I see it. Thank you so much. Saying nice, 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 nice. And you Perfectly just stated. Like crazy. <laughs> Sorry about that. Perfect. Uh, couldn't have couldn't have said it better myself. Thank you. A drink to the past. Uh, next up, our good friend Goron Amber with five dollars. Thank you so much, Amber. Just wanted to share that a good friend of mine had been struggling with cancer the past several months, but just beat it. Such oh, a huge relief. Awesome. Congratulations wow. to your friend. I know Amber, you DM me earlier saying you had some good news to super chat on the show later, and I couldn't wait to find out what it was, and you did not disappoint. I'm so so happy for your friends so please uh send her uh, send them our love yeah please send them our love that's awesome uh next up kaiser the fighter is back with another matchup with two dollars thank you so much luffy from one piece versus mr fantastic from the fantastic four luffy it's gotta be luffy right it's 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 easily easily luffy okay and the thing is i'm pretty sure on most days luffy could beat him without his stretchy powers (laughs) he's just that tough yeah. That's kind of what I thought. His, his stretch powers just sort of augment him. That's all. Yeah, I could I could not escape seeing Gear Five on my feed for. I mean, the, I'm, those I'm first few days not caught up for it, but yeah, you you cannot escape Gear Five. It's right. Yeah, it was just everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I, I am I'm in complete agreement with both of you. So uh, yeah, well, that was a pretty solid answer. Uh, next up, Jay Wesby sixty five with two dollars. That is not a name I'm used to seeing, Wesby. So thank you for being here and welcome uh, to our audience. Uh, asking us, who do you think would win, the Ninja Turtles or the Street Sharks? It's the Ninja Turtle. Really? I'm... <laughs> it's got to be the TMNT, right? I, I feel like the Turtles do have an advantage here just because they're a bit more cohesive unit and they're faster. Yeah. Like, yeah. Shark, sharks have definitely have the power, but... I and think they're ninja. They're, yeah, they're just... Street Sharks aren't ninja. Fast. Oddly, it's weird <laughs> to say that Turtles are faster than Sharks, but there you go. <laughs> right, Yeah. Um, I mean, I watched a little Street Sharks back in the day, and nothing about them kind of stood out to me in a way that would make me think they would actually be a match for the Ninja Turtles. Oh, you, don't th- so. you don't find them jawsome? Uh, yeah, yeah I, I forgot about that, jawsome. Wow, that brings me back to a simpler, Man. kinder time. Wow. All right. Uh, next up, Laxdor with $4.99. Thank you very much. Uh, recent video was great, Daniel. What is everyone's favorite video game logo or favorite logo in general? Oh, my God. That's... I mean, there's, there's so much. To there's a lot consider. to choose from, but the one that came to my mind immediately that I still find to be peak logo, and it's it, it it's I can't think of anything that really tops it. The Sonic and Knuckles, Sonic and Knuckles logo, which just oh, this half really Sonic face, one. half Knuckles face, no words, anything like that. You just have those faces, and you know exactly what that is. That is iconic, in my opinion. 
that's the best kind where you don't need any text. You just one. see the you just see the imagery and the coloration, and you already just know what it is. That's what I keep saying for Smash Brothers logo. <clears throat> you see that cross, the circle with the cross, and you just know yeah. right away, like with the Inklings reveal, and yeah, just something that immediately communicates to you. Those are the best logos, I think. Um, for me, I, I keep—I mean, there are so many I could mention, but I keep coming mm. back to the Atelier series logos, which I realize is random because I've only played like a couple of the Atelier games. But you know, they just announced a new one, and every time I see a new logo for for like a new game announcement in that series, I'm always impressed by just how pretty they are, <laughs> uh, while also being very, uh, you know, very obvious and, and clear to look at at a first glance. But yeah, I'm I'm gonna throw one out there for the Atelier series logos. They're really cool and they're pretty and colorful, and I like them. That's why so. I threw one in the uh, demonstrations I did in that right. same video, Atelier logo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Gosh, there's so many to choose from. I don't there's even... a lot of Atelier games. There yeah. are, God, like over, there have to be over like, what, 10 or 15 at this point? Try over 20. Over 20? Yeah, that's how and much that's just I main know. series. I know there's a bunch of spinoffs. There's yeah. so many. <laughs> yeah. Um, next up, Behan with $2. Thank you so much, Behan. Uh, seen Mutant Mayhem yet? Saw it Tuesday? Loved it. Yes, I saw it opening night, and I loved it. I, there are a couple of things I didn't like so much, but in general, I had a great time, and I was I was so happy with how they treated the boys. Great, great movie. Have you guys seen it yet? No, I want I'm not. To. Not yet. Okay. I, mean, I didn't get to see Guardians in theaters. That's out on streaming now. I didn't get to see Spider-Man in theaters. That's out on streaming now. I don't know if I'll get to see Turtles. So we'll see. Right. Well, we do have a couple more uh, Super Chats that have just come in, but because we're on the turtle wagon right now, no pun intended, I'm going to go ahead and move us on to uh, the news, and then we'll read out the rest of the Super Chats as we go on, as always. Uh, But speaking of TMNT, we have a trio of of announcements related to the series that have happened all in one week, and I've been telling you guys, this has been the best time to be a Ninja Turtles fan because... It's everywhere. We just got the new movie, and then, of course, at EVO earlier this week, we got the TMNT crossover with Street Fighter VI. And then a little later in the week, we got the announcement from the Fall Guys Twitter account that TMNT is coming to Fall Guys. Uh, and there's the, the main thing is happening. Uh, it, it just got announced today, but I want to talk about the first two things really quick. I was there at EVO, obviously, when this announcement happened live, and it was electrifying. What's a little bit ele- less electrifying is the fact that e- the costumes are $15 each. And the if you want everything... The costumes are ridiculous. Like, my, my God. Re- Especially re- for, yeah. like, character, like creative character costumes. Like, mm, mm-mm. Yeah, on one hand, I'm really happy I haven't really started World Tour yet because I get to play through the whole thing as a Ninja Turtle. And I'm totally buying one <laughs> of the costumes. I'm probably going to buy Donatello or Raph, one of the two, and I'm going to play through the whole thing in that costume. And it's going to be great because I don't like character creators. I can never make anything cool looking. And now I don't have to because I can just be a Ninja Turtle. But it is really a shame uh, that, that the cost is, is crazy as Even it is. if you just want to have a banda- the bandana from the Turtles, that's five bucks. Yeah. That's nuts. That that's does not make any much. sense. I, Way too I've much. heard speculation that Nickelodeon's licensing fees were just huge, which is why Capcom had to do it. But I'm not sure if that's trying to get... Um, Capcom out of the crossfire because they've been doing so well lately. I have no idea, but it makes you very nervous about those costumes they revealed uh, concept art for for that we talked about last week. So, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, you know, look, this was made for me. I'm in the audience, super hyped, like, oh my God, I don't care. I'm going to, I'm going to buy every single costume. And I meant it at the time, not thinking that they would actually 
be priced at $15 each. So I had to walk that back. But uh, I'll tell you what, when the, the Cap Jams band started playing the Ninja Turtles theme song, I was like, what's going on here? What, what, what are they just like celebrating the movie's release? Are they actually going to do that's, something with SF6? That song is in the game. You can have it play in the Battle Hub. That's I did that I did not know, and yeah. that's even better. Oh yeah, my god! I think I think you get that for free. I'm not positive on that one. That's but, so yeah. cool. Uh, yeah. Well, I get to play uh, stories or world tour as one of the Ninja Turtles, and that's good enough for me. Uh, but I won't be buying any more of the DLC than that. Um, yeah. We will be talking a little bit more about Street Fighter VI a little later on. Uh, but also, we don't know when they're coming to this game, but there's a TMNT collaboration with Fall Guys, which is pretty cool. I still play it with my friends once a week. We still have a good time with it. Uh, and, you know, this is I haven't really bought really any of the premium costumes so far, I don't think. But this is probably one that won't be quite as expensive that I might that I might go for. But this is just kind of emblematic of the fact that they're just popping up everywhere these days. And it's great to see. Um, Daniel, did I cut you off with anything? <laughs> I know that, that that's true. Except Mega Man, no Mega Man uh, Fall Guys crossover yet. Still waiting on that one. Um, Daniel, did I cut Got you off the, earlier? Uh, Pac Man one was the last week. Last week, I, saw. I think it was the last week before the Pac Man costume it was really funny. And then you can be Inky yeah. the ghost, and if you wear the, the costume, the, the 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 bean loses their legs, so they're just floating there like a ghost. It's really funny. I, uh, I, that's I, awesome. I saw the Pac-Man costume playing uh, last playing the game last night, and it looks great. Uh, <laughs> and and of course now Mega Man has to be coming, right? Because we got the other two of the fabulous three third-party characters that debuted in uh, the, from Smash and, and Smash Four. We got Sonic, we got Mega Man or uh, Pac-Man. Mega yeah. Man's got to be next. Nah, I guess more Man. important one. We got Final Fantasy fourteen characters. <laughs> I know, which that's also and a there, thing too. And then we got Final Fantasy like fourteen is putting Fall Guys into their games. So okay, sure. It, I love it. It's, still it's so weird. We're in the world of crossovers right now. That's my yeah. best chance of getting Ash to play uh, yep. <laughs> that game. <laughs> it is indeed. Uh, all right. Well, we do have one, and this is like the main TMNT story that I kind of wanted to talk about today, and that is that THQ Nordic had their um, announcement showcase earlier today, and we've known for a few months now that a game based on the Last Ronin comic series is in development, and that's really exciting. If you know anything about The Last Ronin, you're a TMNT fan, you know already what the potential is for a Last Ronin game. So we found out today that the publisher is THQ Nordic and that the developer is Black Forest Games. And they are the developers responsible. They're a German studio, I believe. And they were responsible for the Destroy All Humans remasters, the Jana Sisters games, and wait for it, Bubsy the Woolies Strike Back. <laughs> so it's still a what few a years resume. off. I know, what a resume, right? I and mean, I, I'm, I never heard ahead, great Derek. things about the, the, the Guiana sisters or however you pronounce it. And then it's like they got Bubsy and it's like, oh, that's not good either. But I did hear decent things about the Destroy All Humans remasters, and that was a more recent game. So I'm like, hopefully we're on that mm -hmm. end of things. But I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know a whole lot about the last Ronin storyline other than just like one turtle survives and is get, trying to get revenge. Right. And I will not say anything more than that. Chat, if you've if you've read it and you know anything about it, please don't spoil anything. Uh, it's worth going into it completely unaware of what's going on with that story. The, but the, the biggest thing about it is it's, it was actually, I believe, written by the original creators. Correct? Yes, they were. They were. I think. I believe they were involved. I don't know if it was written only by them, but I think they were co-conspirators in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. Um, but so. I wish Steve was also here to talk about this because I know he's also really hyped about The Last Ronin and I want to be excited and I'm never going to be the kind of person who dismisses a development team's efforts out of hand. This could turn yeah. out to be great. There right? are some developers that yeah. look like trash. Like you look at their back, past back catalog and be like, I, uh, 
I'm not sure about this. And then they come out with the game and it's like, oh my God, this is really good. It's like they finally got that chance they were able to have the time and budget for. So hopefully this is one of those stories. But go ahead, Daniel. I feel like I cut you off. No. uh, Was that, I don't know. I forget what the titles previews were that they made. Was that kind of like what happened with Mercury Steam? What did they work on before Samus Returns? It was Castlevania. Uh, They they worked on the Lords of Shadow games. But before Uh, the Lords of Shadow games, I've, I think it was more minor indie stuff. I have to look, have to look it up. Go ahead and keep talking. I'm going to look that up real quick because well, I, I love Mercury. <laughs> yeah, um, I wasn't sure if that was like a well-received game or or if Lords of Shadow was like oh, Lord, okay. I, Lords of Shadow 1 sold very well. I think it was the best-selling Castlevania title for a while. But oh, okay. uh, um, Lords of Shadow 2 had uh, apparently issues with, uh, I guess, with um, with people. Uh, it didn't mm, help I that see. it was that mid cool with Mirror Fate that sets up a lot of what Lords of Shadow 2 is all about. That being said, right. I really like Lords of Shadow 2. I consider that um, a top 10 Castlevania game overall. I've played every game in the series, so yeah. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so, you've always been a big Lords of Shadow fan, man. I remember you saying that a lot over the years. The, here's, what the, here's the problem with those games. They are boring as hell in the beginning. They, uh, it, it takes about you need about five hours until you reach these certain points. The and slow all of a sudden opening, they get hype. yeah. But yeah, there are slow, slow openings for sure. The Twilight Princess effect. So <laughs> the big thing they did before Lords of Shadow, and this was like ages ago, they started off like a Windows and Xbox of American McGee's Scrapland, a Nokia game called Zombies, and then Clive Barker's Jericho on Windows in 2007. Um, so not nothing like trash, but also just nothing like that really stands out. And even beyond, um, uh, anything else between, between Castlevania and Metroid, it's their own project called Space Lords. And then they did a remaster of American, of Scrapland. So yeah. Yeah. Mainly just the stuff Mm. we know them for. Right. So, I mean, and, and look at where they are now. So, you know, we can't certainly cannot judge a developer only based on its prior catalog of games. And as has been pointed out, the Destroy All Humans rem- or remasters were apparently pretty good. And I've heard good things about Jonas Sisters. I haven't played them myself, but I've heard good things at least. So, I, you know, it's not exactly <laughs> my first choice, and probably even close. Uh, then, of course, THU Nordic had the whole 8chan Q&A uh, or Ask Me Anything a couple of years back, which is really embarrassing. So, you know, not my first choice or even my second or third, but I'm still going to keep the faith that this something so, good could, could come out of this. Here's this. This die off a line. I was actually just about getting into this. I was looking up what they did. So Killer Instinct uh, 2013. Uh, it was originally developed by Double Helix. They did it for the first season, and then they had to. It's like something happened where um, Iron Galaxy had to take over and pull up everything else. But when you look at Double Helix, it's a track record of like, ooh, Silent Hill Homecoming <laughs> was their first game. Then GI Joe: The Rise of Cobra, ooh. Green Lantern: The Rise of the Manhunters, and the Battleship <laughs> tie-in game were all their games before Killer Instinct season one. And yet, Killer Instinct uh, ended up amazing. Even better, in my opinion, they're the ones that put out the 2014 Strider, which is an amazing game. If you've not, it's like three right. bucks right now on Steam. I think it is a fantastic Metroidvania. If you've never played Strider, or maybe it's, it's three bucks game. on PSN. Either way, it's three bucks somewhere. It's really good. 
Yeah, uh, and uh, all well said, Derek. So I, I think it's way too early to write this off. The game is still a few years away, so there's plenty of time mm -hmm. for us to see how this is coalescing as they release the first trailer and stuff. Um, but, you know, also again, another example, uh, Sonic Superstars. It's being, you know, principally made by Artzest, which also made Ballad Wonderworld. But in this case, we've got Sonic Team advising uh, for Sonic Superstars, and I played it at Comic-Con. It feels great. So it is, it is, to be fair, too early to write this off, I think. Mm -hmm. Agreed. We'll so see. We just keep, to, we got to wait a few yeah. years until we actually get some gameplay and see what it's what it's all about. It'll be a while. I'm going to keep my lean green hopes up until until then. But yeah, we've got a few years <laughs> to wait. Um, but uh, another big thing happened this week on the Pokemon front. Well, maybe not big. So I wasn't here for this. Uh, I had just gotten back from Evo late Monday night due to some travel mishaps that delayed our getting back mm -hmm. home. And I was way too tired to be back up at 530 in the morning for the Pokemon Presents. So thankfully, you guys held down. It was the, the both of you and John, if I remember correctly. And Derek, I talked to you a little bit uh, a little bit about it later in the day, and you were like, man, you didn't miss anything. Uh, I know roughly kind of what went down. I've, I've read a recap, but Derek, why don't you start us off here, man? Tell us about what you liked, what you didn't like, what, you know, if, if there was anything you liked. Well, here's the thing. It's not like, I wouldn't call any of the stuff here bad. It's just mm -hmm. all known. Nothing here was like new or exciting. And I think that's the, the bigger, the biggest issue with it. Detective Pikachu Returns, it's a cute game. It doesn't look as good as the original just because it, it's, it looked, it was one of the best looking Switch uh, 3DS games, as John said, but it's kind of like a mid Switch game. So it's not like standing out in the same way, but it could be cute. It's, a, they have the fun writing with all that. Um, you have the usual updates for all their mobile games and, and Unite and all that. Um, and then we got the obvious look at the DLC and the DLC looks solid. I, I, it's nothing really bad about that. There's nothing wrong with the DLC and it's like, it looks more significantly more involved than what we got for sword and shield, but it's not new. It's not exciting. And I think the one thing that did feel new and exciting, even though we've already knew about that they were coming was the fact that we finally got trading card game and stadium two on the NSO. And that's right. That's sort of where it's at. It's just like, I mean, we got a new, trading card game based anime which the first episode premiered today haven't got a chance mm -hmm. to watch it but it's like okay that's out of new, new nowhere but that's the, new, nowhere, the yeah. new stuff you get is animated related and that's the, that's the odd thing right um I, that is kind of out of nowhere uh, daniel do you have any particular thoughts you want to share on pokemon presents i think pokemon presents gets too much hate like okay. it's supposed to like i know it's 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 projected in a way where we expect like a direct announcement or a direct presentation that where we get a bunch of games and news and such, but in its own vacuum, it's just meant to just be a bit of a, a little bit of everything, a celebration of what Pokemon is and for everyone. And I know like they started off with Pokemon worlds championship, which is happening right now. It is a big deal. It is a pretty big deal. It's just that, that, that could have been like its own little like Twitter and video presentation sort of thing, like up uploaded to Twitter. They had this just kind of, tack it onto this to make it a 35 minute presentation. But at the same time, it's like, like it's showing us all this stuff that I can't do and can't go that the majority of viewers mm -hmm. can't really interact with because it's already happening. Like right now, it's not like fly over soon to this at this date or whatever. And you can be a part of this and it's already happening. Sorry. <laughs> but um, <laughs> otherwise, like they also show a lot of mobile games, which a lot of, a lot of us here aren't really, it, it, we hardly dip into maybe even one of those titles for, for I think a lot of people that are like you and me 
uh it's a lot more yeah. of a casual presentation honestly when you're talking about this stuff because things like the animations were probably the most exciting things that were announced because uh, I, I saw path to the peak it's very cute i, I really like that because i want to watch that um it's uh i think the next episode comes out next week uh i love the idea of the pokemon trading card game kind of being something that this these people kind of imagine in their head so that um when you start seeing it it's like the pokemon battle is playing like like a traditional pokemon battle but uh obviously they're just playing the card game on the board and i think it's just a really cute imagination uh kids kids imagining what we thought what we felt it was like if we played pokemon cards back then or anyone that That's plays me. cards honestly mm-hmm. and um some love for oddish thankfully oddish gets some love <laughs> oddish in doesn't this get one. a lot of love that often so oddish yeah. always get love oddish is great I love um, Oddish. But yeah, that and then the Paldean animation as well, guys, because right. it's going to come out sometime soon. And those are always great. The ones that aren't the mainly anime, those are always so well yeah. done. Moon Rota also kind of hits a nail on the head. I was, I was thinking this as well, where if, if, if they hadn't tased that M and gave you the expectation of like, oh, it's a Mewtwo themed thing, themed thing. And it's like, no, it's it was... you unite and you have this tie in with uh you know it was just a terror raid yeah terror raid (laughs) okay there was a there was a big old fancy animation for it with Mew and Mewtwo and it it makes you think oh just like back in the Mewtwo Strikes Back movie and then it's just a terror raid honestly and then you can get a free Mew I got my free Mew right before the show it's terror it's terrestrialization type is normal and that's the most boring (laughs) type I could have gotten that's a normal a, Mew. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, normal yeah Mew. of all the types you could have gotten. <laughs> normal um, Mew. Naughty nature. So nice. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Perfect. <laughs> perfect. Okay. That's topical. I like that. Um, I have high hopes for the Scarlet and Violet DLC. Um, as I've said, the, the storytelling at the end of Pokemon Scarlet and Violet was some of the best ever in Pokemon, I think. And I want more Area Zero mystery. I want more of exactly that that of what we got at the end of the game and maybe maybe not apparently uh, you might because i think they did say at the, after you do both adventures like you get the hidden treasure of area zero wherever that whatever that might be i think there's like a there right. might be like a little extra that happens after you finish both storylines i'm not positive on that one it just seemed to be what it indicated and right. yeah um they yeah, do I, tease yeah, they do tease Area Zero to be more explored at the point, uh, mm, at least towards the end of that presentation it. to both of them, because that section was like the best part of Scarlet and Violet, and it was way too short. It was it was just the ending and the wrap up of the whole short. game. Way too short, and it was so good too. It was so good, but yeah, way too it, short. Yeah, yeah, it felt different. It sounded different, but hopefully, uh, we'll get a lot more with that here. I, it at least looks a bit more ambitious. Like I know the Crown Tundra and the other and the the the. The other place from Sword and Shield, like the other place, yeah. Those were I, I, there's so many things. Uh, uh, Isle of Armor, those two, those two areas, like they're big, they're big areas. But this also looks pretty ambitious as well, and I want to see how it compares and stacks up just, mm-hmm. uh, once they're there because it does look like there's at least a lot more story than the than those two DLC packs. From I, I've then. seen off my Twitter that people are big fans of the uh, new photographer girl, which oh yeah, I knew the- as. As soon as she showed up, I'm like, this is the one that's going to get all the fan art right now. <laughs> she and absolutely she, has. She's a descendant she's, of the one guy from Arceus. Uh, the one yeah, leader. yeah. Uh, from Pokemon Legends. It has the same like hairstyle, eyes, eyes and everything. And um, yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's uh, Ad, 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 Adamin. Adamin. Ad, yeah, yeah that's, so that's a, that's a descendant. That's cool that they're um, harking back to that title already. Yeah, that's a nice well, touch. 
speaking of new designs and new characters and such revealed during this Pokemon Presents, I want to go ahead and read off a super chat we just got by Kibbs McGibbs for $1.99. Thank you so much. Saying that Long Neck Raikou is so funny, though. And it is funny because I would call it, I know it's Paradox Raikou, but I'd call it Tall Neck Raikou because that thing is a dead ring. I mean, I made the, the joke. You, as soon as I saw it, Daniel yeah. offered up that fan art, that, that, that fan yeah. art, the official art, I'm like, and saw that it actually wrapped around its neck. I'm like, oh, I got to <laughs> have to do a post about this. So so, so obvious. So on the world map of Paldea, the top corner has been missing this whole time. So if I find Raikou and I climb on top of it, it's going to reveal that part of the map finally. So I can see just what that whole region looks like. That, that all makes that sense is now. exactly how that should go down. I would, <laughs> I would love that. I, I forgot that Suicune got a... Um... Yeah, I got a, like yeah, paradox, paradox form too. I didn't realize that the other two had not in the main in the main game. So, uh, Suicune was like like raptor based, I think. It looked more like a like a raptor sort of. Yeah, it was on its two, on its two feet. Yeah. So. So come on, Entei, show me something weird. For <laughs> oh, Entei's gonna be weird, all right. Entei's gotta be yeah. Entei. It's gonna be paradox, long. Gotta be long. <laughs> yeah uh long you say nice uh, yes I, <laughs> um yeah so i i obviously i like i said i read a recap uh but i do still intend to go back and watch the the presentation properly or at least the area zero trailer the dlc trailer so uh, i want to see what i'm looking at there but uh yeah anything else you guys want to mention about the pokemon presents before we move on uh, play the trading card game. Ronald is the best rival. Unfortunately, we don't have the sequel, so you can't see his full arc, but at least you get to see Ronald in his prime where he's uh, pretty much a, a blue or Gary of the trading card game <laughs> You world. want jerk rivals? There you go. There, there you he go. is. <laughs> All right. Well, moving on to our next little bit of news here. Uh, we have a blast from the past and kind of that is coming newly to the Switch and PS4, and that is, of course, the original Red Dead Redemption. It's coming to Switch and PS4 on August 17th, uh, and it's going to include the Undead Nightmare DLC, of course. Uh, and it's 50 bucks. Physical version is coming out in October. And it, it's not a remaster, apparently, but it does feature support for new, various new languages. So that's always nice. You know, accessibility is a great thing. But I've, I've seen some mixed reactions to this about it not being a full remaster. And having not mm. played the original Red Dead Redemption myself... I don't necessarily have a strong opinion on this, but I do know that obviously it's a beloved, beloved game. And so I think that even if it hasn't been remastered, isn't it a good thing that it's coming to Switch and PS4 and thus it, being available to more people? It's good that it's available for, available to more people's people. I think it's the price point because as, price point. I saw, saw, yeah. saw somebody point out, you can get the original Red Dead, which you know isn't all that different according to this, on your Xbox 360 or whatever, included with, yeah. the, un, with the Undead Nightmare DLC, for way cheaper if you have an Xbox. Way cheaper. Yeah, so it's it's the price. It was, and that's, and that's why it's not coming to, that I got. And that's why it's we don't yeah. have an Xbox version listed here because it is available to play in that backwards compatibility way. So Switch right. and PS4 owners are kind of out of luck. Now with Switch, at least you have it on mobile. You could take it take it with you if you if you'd like. But mm -hmm. it's it's also like. Rockstar doesn't have a great uh, track record after Grand Theft Auto. That is true. So there's yeah. that as well. That being said, Red Dead Redemption is the only like GTA like from 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 Rockstar that I've actually beaten. I really enjoy that game, but mm -hmm. I probably won't pick this up until it gets way cheaper. Yeah, I myself were I going to play it, I would opt for the obviously the cheaper Xbox version, and that's kind of 
well, the, you know, that's kind of the idea I got when I was reading the re reactions to all this. People were like, yeah, Red Dead Redemption. Oh, but it's not actually a remaster and it's 50 bucks. What the hell, Rockstar? Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what I what I where I figured we would land on it as well. Um, it, it's a shame because if you don't have access to an Xbox, but you want to experience this, you know, bona fide classic, you don't have any option other than to cough up the full 50. And as you said, Derek, Rockstar don't exactly have a great track record with ports. So... It's a little bit good, a little bit of bad. Um, I guess it's probably more negative than, than anything, though, I suppose. Mm. I, I know that uh, Steve is interested in, in taking a look at it and doing, like, a video about it on the channel. I don't know. I, he's in the middle of moving right now. Don't know if he'll get, if he'll get a chance to, but he did express interest. Yeah, I, I, I feel like this will come and go. Um, people yeah. will be happy, but I don't think it's... There's other bigger games coming. <clears throat> It'd be right. nice for those who want to yeah. uh, uh, get that. Um also, I think you revealed something that he hasn't revealed himself yet, Ash. Oh, well, my bad. I, well, I, who knows if I'll even get a chance to do it because he's going through a lot right now. But, yeah, uh, it, it's all right. Yeah. It, it'll happen uh, a bit um, later. But I did see something real, real, real quick. I've not watched any of it at all, but I did hear uh, I was being uh, talking to a friend about the fact that Quake 2 is getting ported uh, for a much cheaper price. And Quake 1 right. Remaster was excellent, excellent as well. Fun thing I did not realize is that Quake Two has nothing to do with Quake One. Uh, like, it, oh, it doesn't. It's, compl it's completely its own thing because huh. they were basically making a d other game, and they were uh, they were going to figure out what they were going to name it, but then they realized, well, we could just call it Quake Two, and it'll actually, um, you know, sell better because of brand name recognition. So they did that. But this mm -hmm. comes with Quake. This whole thing comes with Quake Two Sixty Four, as I Each Dragon says, plus a brand new expansion that actually does help it tie in with Quake One, as far as storylines go. Oh, that's cool. So oh, that's nice. It that's a good idea of a port. That's something that fans can enjoy because all those weird Sixty Four editions that it it did available on Switch or available on modern consoles again. So there you go. And honestly, that Quake One remaster was so well done. Mm. Uh, and and come on, Derek, I know you really just wanted to talk about this because you beat our asses. You in guys that have one never played again. Producer. We played it Quake no, we that play one it time. It was the first time I played, and nobody wants to play again yep. just because I slaughtered everyone. You know what? <laughs> I'm down. It's only fair. It's only fair. Uh, we played Goldeneye for our last EP hangout, and I did pretty well in that. It is now time for me, for the tables to be flipped, and for me to get my ass handed to me uh, by you again in Quake. And we, we should do Quake 2. I'd be down for it. We have to We have to have the EP squad uh, pr approve it, but I'd be down. <laughs> and if you I... want to beat Derek at Quake, all you have to do is join our Patreon at www. <laughs> <laughs> Patreon.com slash DVGaming. Exactly. Go. Exactly. Uh, anyway. That's yeah, that. so that, that's cool for fans. That's that's a, that's a really cool thing, and who knows, maybe mm -hmm. we'll get Quake Three eventually at this rate. Yeah. Well, we have one more news story to talk about today, and it does involve another game that we have uh, played before with our executive producer squad, and that is uh, going back to Street Fighter Six briefly uh, at Evo, along right before, is it right before or after the TMNT after, after the TMNT yeah. collaboration? Uh, we got the first teaser trailer for the next D uh, DLC character coming to Street Fighter Six Season One, and that of course is Aki, and I was not I, I knew what she was all about based on her key on, on the leaked you know concept art that we got but I was not ready for how creepy and intense they went that trailer so was creepy. gonna be right <laughs> that's good and stuff. I'm so excited just from the way like she does like that Samara crawl like the ring type crawl at the very beginning where she like bends oh. over and does this weird and it just like pops up in front of the player character and that just makes me so excited to see what kind of like 
horror-inspired animations she has in the game itself. It's a chance to do Fang right, because Fang yes. sucked. <laughs> but Aki looks yeah. awesome. She looks really, really cool. And uh, yeah, I mean, as you as you said, it's a great it's a chance to do Fang right. And Fang also is it Fang or Fang. I'm not sure. But either way, uh, he had poison properties to some of his attacks. And I have to imagine that there's going to be some sort of similar thing going on with Aki, considering she's, you know, yeah. I saw an interesting suggestion from somebody and who knows if it's actually one of the case. But uh, somebody suggested that rather than Aki attacking your health with the, the poisons, it attacks your drive gauge. Oh, I like that. And that's, I that like seems interesting. That. That's that. Like, hmm. <laughs> That'd be, I fun. love that. That's a great idea. I hadn't even thought about that, but that, that would make sense. Or maybe she has two different moves that can to, you know, either one or the other. Who knows? I, it's, it's hard to say, but it, I'm very curious to see how they, you know, how how she moves, how she looks, how what how she call, all comes about. Because you know we get a bit of an idea thanks to the, the the her introduction within the story mode, but that's about it. Right. So she's coming out this fall, uh, so not too long to wait. And uh, yeah, I think just that trailer alone, we're we're pretty excited based on that trailer alone. How how did Evo react to the Azu Senna Tekken Eight uh, trailer? <laughs> So unfortunately, I wasn't in the stadium uh, for that. I didn't uh, see the Tekken finals live. Unfortunately, we were eating. Um, so we saw like the we saw the Ultimate Marvel versus Capcom three finals. Saw a little bit of Guilty Gear, and then we're there for all of Street Fighter six. But we missed Tekken, unfortunately. And I uh, I have already gone back and watched my wife and I when we got home. We watched the finals, you know, the the vods. But yeah, we wish we'd been there uh, to see the Azusena trailer live because I love the design of that character. She's all about I mean, she's coffee, the, too. She's the coffee queen. She's already has to be my main. If I had a Tekken 8 main, it has to be her because she's the coffee queen. Who else could it be, right? <laughs> <laughs> very, very true. Yeah. So. Well, speaking of good vibes and speaking of nice, I do want to uh, shout out Steve in our live audience chat here. He's not here with us for the show today. But the reason for that, as I mentioned, he's got a lot of stuff going on. And he, as he said in our chat, he bought a house. Congratulations, my man. You bought a house and uh, you're getting moving. out of the weird time zones of Arizona. Congratulations. Exactly. You can finally and... sync up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't have to be so. like, what time is Steve on at this time of year? I, I don't know. Yeah. So we are all, of course, uh, everyone on the GVG team here is so happy for our compatriot Steve buying a house and, uh, you know, getting out of Arizona. I know he's very happy about that. And uh, yeah, so even though we could, you can't be here with us today, man, congratulations, and we are so happy for you. And uh, just in general, it's been a bit of a tumultuous mm -hmm. time for us here, right? Because John's been out with his new baby, Steve's been out with the moving process and, and buying a house, and it's been a little bit tough these past few weeks. So I'm really looking forward to our full crew being back in, uh, you know, being back in full. September, Kai starts going to... Um daycare three days a week not daycare but like early preschool oh so that's gonna help me tremendously that'll help you a lot i imagine yeah so good stuff coming it's been a bit of a rough uh, august with various crew members being out and such but uh we're, we're gonna be back in full in, in september and such so very much looking forward to having the whole team back together and as steve said he'll be in washington which means i'll, I'll i might get to see him for pax uh, Daniel, you and I both might get to see him for PAX uh, in a few weeks. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, I, yeah, right certainly hope so. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and uh, read out some more super chats before we move on to our patron topics for the day. And first off, we have got 
Uh, Nautical Noe with $5. Thank you very much. Bomb Rush Cyberfunk releases next week. I cannot contain my hype. Same! I'm, I keep forgetting that game's coming out so soon, but I'm really looking forward to checking it out. Anything Jet Set Radio inspired is fine by me. I am really excited. Are you guys going to check this out? Probably not, but I'll keep keeping an eye on it just because time. <laughs> same deal yeah <laughs> I want i'm to, excited but, for it i'm glad it's i'm glad it's looking good i just don't have the time i think i have to make it if because it's so rare that you get something jet set radio inspired and and something that seems like it does that inspiration very well uh it, it's probably not something i'm going to be able to to spend a lot of time playing through completely but i feel like i have to just get a feel for it because i've been so excited about it and it seems to really be so faithful about those Jet Set vibes. So I'm going to make some time for it just to at least check it out. But yeah, it's next week. It's crazy. Crazy. Uh, next up, we've got Ringo Dringo Caliarnto. Ringo Dingo, Ringo Dringo Caliarnto with 500 yen. Thank you, Ringo. Derek, your Zelda analysis was fantastic. I couldn't believe Miyamoto was inspired uh, by the hit blockbuster movie Venom, Let There Be Carnage. Truly incredible. I, I wasn't aware of that either, Derek. That's crazy. Yeah, it's weird how time works, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, wild. <laughs> Thank you for that, Ringo. Uh, next next up is Legend of Jess with $10. Thank you, Jess. Just saying, uh, I, I assume you mean nice one. It says nice on, but I think it meant nice one. So uh, thank you for that, nice Jess. I'm on. not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but thank you for that. And uh, always great to see you in chat, Jess. Thank you very much. Next up, Jacob Tucker with $5. Thank you, Jacob. SNK All-Stars introduced a censored design for Mai Shiranui, and honestly, I could see that being her look in a future Smash Brothers game. Same. If, she, if, she, if Mai were to ever get into a future Smash game, that would probably be something akin to the design she'd use. Uh, but again, as Sakurai said, Smash is for good boys and girls, so I don't know that we'll see uh, Mai in any form in a Smash game, but I'd, I'd be down. She's a cool character. They censored oh. Pyra and Mithra. They could do something. That's true. That's, that's, that's true. basically what they did. With I just looked it up to see what it's all about, and like, no, that that makes sense. She basically just gets like uh, the, the the gym shorts and whatnot, and gym gym shirt shirt to just ca- kind of right. cover up. So mm-hmm. that's yeah. Honestly, I like that design. <laughs> this is a good Me design. Too. I'd love to see that design get in Smash for sure. Uh, thank in, you for that, uh, Jacob. Live audience. Yeah, I, oh, I yeah. agree. I think that would be great for Smash. So That's very tasteful. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Excuse me. Next up, we've got Story Smith with $4.99. Thank you so much. Going back to the Mr. Fantastic and Luffy matchup, make it the point that Mr. Fantastic once invented a coma gun. Don't think Luffy wins this. A no. coma gun? I I mean, I, I feel like I need to see this in action. That just you, sounds... First, you got to hit him. Second, you got to... like. I'm sorry. I've seen Luffy shake off some wild crap. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, that just bounce right off of his rubbery body, or what? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like no. <laughs> it's just. Like... I'm sorry. Okay. For those who don't know what Gear Five is, I barely know what Gear Five is, but I do understand the basic concept of somehow it allows him to become a Looney Tunes character. He gets cartoon logic as part of his fight set, right. and that you cannot beat cartoon logic. Right. I, I still think Luffy wins this, but I, I do appreciate the point brought up with the coma gun. Maybe it's a little a little closer than we thought, but I, I still I still give the win to Luffy myself. I think we all do. Uh, next up is Lizard81288 with $2. Thank you so much. Asking if we have any thoughts on Square's profits being down by 65%. And this is a, a new story we almost had for the uh, as a topic for today, but decided to cut it in favor of you know some other stuff to keep the show moving. 
Uh, the main takeaway for me was that during that, that same earnings call, they talked about how they're going to be focusing more on AAA size games rather than mid-size games going forward. And I don't love that only because I want my I want my Octopaths. I want my Bravelys. I want a Chrono Trigger HD2D remake. So I don't love the news, but... I'm not sure what would have brought them down by 65%. Uh, hmm. Like, yeah. I mean, that's the other thing for if, with Caitlin. Don't... <laughs> How about space out your releases? My God, <laughs> give people time that to actually too. play your games. That too. I mean, even uh, earlier this year, Octopath Traveler Two came out like a week away from Theater Rhythm. Yeah, which makes no sense. I want I want to play both, obviously. So yeah, they could do a lot better scheduling out their releases for sure. And yes, uh, also, they did a Harvestella as well. Like they and they that was right. Yeah, like I did a whole video on how much crap Square Square Enix released in a single year, and I think it was like thirty five games. It's yeah, you did yeah, that video, and that yeah. So, Square, we want to play your games, including your mid-sized games. Just space them out a bit more, please, please. Um, and also, thank you, D Dog Ten One Thirty Two, in our YouTube chat, saying love the Ninja Turtle beanie ash. I appreciate it. <laughs> I had to come repping one of my favorite turtles, obviously, for today. So thank you very much. Uh, next up, Disney Duncan with five dollars. Thank you, Duncan. With Disney's recent movies not doing so well, do you think their company will die? No. Definitely not. No. Two, two points. Def One, Elemental is doing very well. <laughs> it's like it's it's. Like, I thought so. It has had a long tail and is doing that. Two, movies are like a small fraction of Disney's thing. The po point of the movies is to get new characters to put in the parks and merchandise and stuff. The merchandising in the parks and the all the other theming. That's where you get your money from, as far as uh, Disney making profits, and that is still doing right. extremely well. Mm -hmm. And as Toonjay said, Guardians 3 did really well, too. So, yeah. And yeah. There's the thing. There's, there's a reason it works out that um, Disney targets kids because the nostalgia. I can tell you already from experience that Kai, you know, I put on Disney Plus and Kyle watch a few Mickey things and he knows how to say Mickey now. Like he will say Mickey <laughs> if he sees a Mickey thing he wants to watch. He actually really likes that new Silly Symphony short that combines uh, with mm -hmm. um steamboat willie so yeah, yeah. they're gonna be fine <laughs> yeah. Disney's not they're not going anywhere. anywhere uh by the way uh juan delgado makes makes the point a very important point uh to me that the that whole thing about triple a and a few double a games thing was false that actually wasn't in their financial report oh, okay. and that's something that i would have caught had we actually like you know dug mm -hmm. into it enough to to do this on the show so mm -hmm. thank you uh since that was brought up in a super chat and i didn't get to find that out thank you for bringing that up that makes me a lot happier knowing that that actually isn't real so i feel like the mid-sized games is how you make a better profit it's just like how you make a, a a decent horror movie for 10 million and make 50 million off it there's a 40 million profit maybe not massive amounts of profit but still that's a profit exactly yeah, yeah. main big triple a games and then the mid-side games just sprinkled within and that just seems like a more healthy balance than packing them all in at once at sometimes <laughs> mm -hmm. exactly uh, next up, we've got $4.99 from our friend Caroline Sweet. Thank you so much, Caroline. Just sending some good vibes to the Good Vibes crew oh. and chat. Hope everyone is doing well. Well, we hope you are also doing well. And Thank we really you. appreciate you. Thank you so yeah. very much. All right. Well, that's all the Super Chats for now. So, of course, if any others come in before the end of the show, I will read them out uh, after our patron topics. But right before our patron topics, I do want to shout out a couple of patron birthdays. Uh, Nodinati is celebrating their birthday tomorrow, August 12th, and Feeling Dreepy is celebrating their birthday the day after on Sunday, August 13th. So happy, happy, happy almost birthday. birthday. Yeah, happy birthday yeah. weekend to both happy of you. Happy birthdays. Um, 
I hope you both have a wonderful weekend filled with friends and family and lots of video games and great food. So happy, happy birthday. All right. Now, we have our patron topics for the week. As a reminder, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash gvgaming, where if you support us at the producer tier for just $10 a month, you can uh, you can suggest topics for us to discuss, just like the ones we're about to get into now. And uh, Daniel, why don't you go ahead and get us started this week, man? Okay, so we're going to jump into Pokemon for just a little bit longer. Let's do it. Uh, if we're, <clears throat> I remember we talked about this actually before the stream itself for Pokemon Presents, but Dan Alpha Lion is asking... Uh, with another Pokemon Presents come and gone, what existing Pokemon spin-offs would you get hyped for a continuation of? Be it a sequel like New Pokemon Snap, a remake like Mystery Dungeon DX, or something else that still continues that existing spin-off? Alternatively, uh, what new untested spin-offs would you like to see happen at uh, that you would like to, uh, that you would drop anything just to check out? Uh, yeah, we did, we discussed just a little bit during the the, the, the the pre-show before we actually started the stream, but I know. One that I wanted. If we can get a new Pokemon Snap, we can totally get a new Pokemon Puzzle League, can't we? Because uh, one would hope. You took the I words assume, literally right out of my mouth. <laughs> because like that's the only series. Is one of the probably the only series in Pokemon that actually takes inspiration right from the anime. It takes place uh, in the animated world with Ash and Pikachu and all of them. And um, now you could just expand that so much more across so many more regions you could make like, that so long if you wanted to the, there would be so many trainers there'd be so many different regions you can do they could be so so much more expanded upon and um i know there's other ideas for um uh, penalty upon that you can also apply to this as well um i've seen things like and not penalty upon but other inspired and games inspired by it just like four player penalty upon if you wanted to have that happening as well um just other things where you can change the size of the board and and just just this is a lot you could do with that. There's so much more Pokemon in generation now. It doesn't have to be Pokemon, honestly. It could just be anything. Uh, I just want right. to see Panel Dipon again, honestly. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like, and uh, if we ever do, if we ever somehow get back to Pokemon Conquest again, uh, just base it around Fire Emblem, and th- there you go. No, nothing was lost in, in, or or anything. It's just pretty much the same setting, but pair each character with a Pokemon instead. And then that, that's that's the money have, right there. Have those all from across the series, and why not? Just <clears throat> mix and match and make no sense. Just these characters are together now. That, that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> as uh, as Goran Amber in our live live audience chat says, you could hear Ash going, "I'm gonna win!" every th- every three seconds again. That's got to be part of it. You you don't you, you can't take the voice clips out of it. You gotta I'm have gonna that win. In it. Yeah, it's so good. Um, yeah, I mean, God, that's what I was going to say, uh, Dan. Well, one of the things I was going to say was Puzzle League. I mean, y'all know I love Panel to Pond as well, and so that's what I would like to see a continuation of. But uh, separately from that, a Pokemon rhythm game. This kind of also, this kind of happened before with Harmonite, because Harmo- uh, Harmonite came out in the 3DS in 2012, and it had a, a few extra stages that were Pokemon themes, which was cool. But, like, I want a full-on Pokemon rhythm game. Obviously, I'm biased. I love rhythm games. But come on, like, Pokemon music is amazing, by and large. And it feels like we should have a game celebrating that. There should be a theater rhythm-type game for Pokemon. And I think that would just be so cool and such a slam dunk. And Imagine hell, a theater I mean, rhythm-like game where you may build a team of six. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it basically writes itself, the whole concept. <laughs> there's music-based Pokemon, too, so you could totally work Mellow- that in as well. Meloetto can finally get a chance to shine, or freaking Jigglypuff. Yeah. What am I thinking? Exactly. Like, the concept <laughs> oh, is there. You've got, 
you've got a thousand different potential playable characters, Theater of the Mask, oh to choose God. from, possibly. You've got the evolutions. You've got, I mean, there's just so much. You can make could. your unique rhythm gym leaders or whatever. Yeah. Oh, man. Like you're God. like, you, you could like literally send, you know how you have your profit cards in Theater Rhythm? You could build your own like eight gem leader songs in Elite Four to send to other people as like challenge gauntlets or something. This develops itself. It's it, it, this is such a slam dunk. I so well, want this to happen. Well, now that the, 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 the team is done with um, Theater Rhythm, they can move on to Pokemon. <laughs> right? I, I wish. <laughs> they, they did express interest in, in working with Nintendo properties. Obviously, Pokemon is not technically a Nintendo property, but you know what I mean. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think either Nintendo nor Game Freak or the Pokemon Company will ever let that happen. But we can all dream, right? Yeah. Mm. Um, so, yeah. I mean, I'm with I'm with Daniel on I mean, both of you have puzzle, new puzzle league, new conquest. The rhythm game sounds good. But you know what? We did just get it on NSO, but I still want it because there's so many changes that have come out since that time. Give us another trading card game like game. Like I know they have their own like individual games where you just play the card game, but to make it an adventure like that and have those duels to like go around and have like an actual RPG type thing as you build your deck and learn the rules and get introduced to things. That'd be fun. I don't know. It'd be cool to just explore our world and have all these Pokemon duels and give, give it a little bit of Yu-Gi-Oh flair and have the monsters come out or whatever, or something in there. Just help me learn the, the card game again. Cause it's been years and there's all these new rules that I have no idea what the hell they are. So that'd be I'm cool. so shocked that we, I'm so shocked that we haven't gotten another trading card game since Japan got the uh, the second game to come out mm-hmm. only over there exclusively. You would have thought that uh, would have yeah. continued, but maybe they're just like, eh, maybe this cuts into our card sales. But there, there's so many uh, rules. Uh, maybe not. I don't even know exactly how many rules, but there's like a lot of changes ever since the first trading card game. That yeah, as you mentioned, um, it, it's just a way to get people invested again. And then maybe after playing the game, then they'll go out and actually play, get the cards. They'll get decks. They'll get people together. They'll go to, they'll be those people on the Pokemon World uh, Championships, and they'll be like, "I remember when I played the Pokemon Training Guard game for Nintendo Switch and all this, and I and then I was inspired to become a great Pokemon card gamer." It's like when you're Ash watching the people play in in, in the Pokemon League at home. You that's what inspired you to become the the Training Guard game Training Card game champion. So you know. You have your own Ash Ketchum story with this, but yeah, maybe one day I want I want to see it again. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Squire in our in our live audience chat suggests Pokémon Two. That would be nice to see. Pokémon was a really interesting game that I was not very good at, but it was still a very interesting game, nonetheless. I was all right at it. I, I was all right at it. Uh, yeah, I remember. I just got it. That single player sucked. Had the worst. Yeah, it was so player. long. It was, it was pretty bad. Yeah, I, I remember. I I didn't get very far into it because it was just so grindy and yeah, was not very repetitive. Um, not that I'll get into it, but you know what? There also hasn't been a Pokemon platformer. I mean, I guess Subspace Emissary kind of comes sort of close if you're playing playing as Pikachu or Lucario or Jigglypuff, but I, I could see a dedicated Pokemon platformer working. Anyway, that was a great topic. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for that, uh, Dad Alpha Line. And uh, Derek, you're up next, man. Uh, mine comes from Squire saying, what do you consider to be one of your luckiest grabs within your collection, be it a game, system, or merchandise? For instance, I myself would have never have, na- have nabbed a Smash 4 Meta Knight Amiibo were it not for a, for a school cancellation from winter weather and me getting a ticket for one in eight of my store in my store's stock. Blessed by dear mother willing to drive me in less than 15, de- less than 15 <laughs> degree Fahrenheit temperatures with ice on the road. So, whew, 
that is uh <laughs> that is uh definitely some dedication Dang. there I, I thought that was a fun one just like um uh, lucky instances and the thing is i didn't i'd say honestly one of my luckiest gets and it's not like a story behind it just i'm lucky to have it that i'm I lucky i picked it up um both fire emblem uh path of radiance and radiant dawn like boy i'm glad uh, i got into fire emblem fire emblem when i did and decided to pick those games up because oh my god you're gonna pay out the ass now uh, that, that's those decisions early on like there was a while when i had the money where i'd see like certain games come out and be like that's gonna be hard to find in the future i'm buying that <laughs> so i just get them right then there because i didn't have a chance to play it but at least i know i have it for the future in case it gets really rare especially rpgs if there's an rpg you were uh, interested in you needed to get that right away or else it was gone it felt like it had a time so many ps2 rpgs i've missed out on ps1 ones that i didn't you know, didn't get at the time. Got a few, but not all of them. Um, as far as systems that I feel lucky in, it wasn't me particularly, but I'm lucky that I, you know, worked out for my, my mom was able to get me a Wii during the height of the uh, craze when it first released. And so mm-hmm. I could have nice. it for Christmas um, because she, she told me the story where she got to the GameStop at a certain time and had to wait and they didn't they didn't know how many they had in stock at the time they 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 didn't know any of that uh they were still waiting for it to sort of arrive so they could figure out how many was there and then go down the line she was the very last person in line to get it wow like it was just like i think she was like 14th in line so she's like i don't know but they she happened to get that one and i got a i got a wee for christmas so wasn't me personally but i mean i i lucked out in that that uh that way so Whew. That's a good one. Um, you know, it's funny, Squire, I have a somewhat, <clears throat> like a relatively similar story really quick. Um, and it's not necessarily like my most treasured thing in my gaming collection, but I was snowed in at a conference in Chicago when the Rosalina and Luma Amiibo came out. And I really wanted that because I really love Rosalina as a character. Um, but there was a blizzard going on at the time. And if you know me, you know I love cold weather. So my shorts. <laughs> I, I, my, to be fair, I was actually in jeans and a t-shirt, but my crazy ass walked to and from a target that was a mile away in a blizzard to get this thing and i have no regrets the the amiibo looks great and i got to be in a blizzard for the first and so far only time in my life and i loved it so no regrets there but uh to actually answer your question this is perfectly timed because i was actually talking about uh something along these very lines with our patrons and our server earlier today and so in our general chat in our discord server uh our patron mock 5 mike posted a picture of their GameCube, their Mega Man X branded GameCube controller. And uh, so I was talking about this with Mike and uh, Hustlebun and 112, and I have that same controller and it's so rare. They didn't make any, but I'm gonna post a uh, picture of it in live audience chat right now, just in case you've never seen it. But um, they didn't make very many of these things, but it is a an official Mega Man X branded GameCube controller Whoa. where the start button is in the picture of X's head crystal. It's the coolest that is, thing. That is, I feel like I might've seen this before, not in the wild, but just in magazines. Yeah, it Whoa. is the most amazing. I actually, I think this controller, Derek is the one that there's the uh, magazine ad where there are different Mega Man characters commenting on how much they want it. And R if I want one is attributed to zero. It's one of the funniest typos oh, right. I've ever seen. Yeah, I think this is that controller. But uh, yeah, I have one of these. I, I recently found it in storage and I'm, I'm so glad I still had it. 
these things go for like a couple of hundred bucks now. Not that I would ever sell it because it's such a cool collector's item, especially if like me, your favorite character ever is X. You literally have a controller where his head crystal is the start button. I love this thing and uh, it reminded me that that is one of my most valued gaming, prized gaming possessions in my entire collection. So no way I'm selling it, but yeah, that is uh, my answer for this, for this topic. Uh, thank you for that. Uh, anything else you guys want to bring up? Um... Mine, let's see. I oh, I'm sorry, Dan. Dan, you haven't done yours yet. My yeah. fault. Sorry. <laughs> Skipping him. I know. Sorry, man. I actually have every physical copy of a uh, of every English release Fire Emblem game uh, physically from Fire Emblem The Blazing Blade all the way up to Engage now. I don't have all the special I, editions, I but at least Sacred I have. Stones. That's, that's, oh, my, no. that's my one gap because I saw reviews like, eh, it's basically the same as Fire Emblem 1. And I'm like, eh, I didn't quite finish that one. So I guess I'll skip Sacred Stones. So that's, I see. that's my gap. Yeah. That's, uh, I, I, now I kind of want to collect the, uh, some of the Japanese ones too. Like, oh, even just trying cheaper. to get the Binding Blade. <laughs> trying to get the Binding Blade is actually kind of expensive, oh. <laughs> honestly. But uh, yeah, I, I'm going to try and see if maybe you'll find it secondhand somewhere at some point. But um, I guess. My as for like consoles, uh, I remember when there was a lot happening around when Majora's Mask 3D was coming out, and you had the special edition for the 3DS itself. Uh, this one right here, I was always sad that it was not in purple, that it was in gold mm -hmm. instead, because mm -hmm. like you don't like purple is like the color for Majora's Mask. But I remember going in to GameStop multiple times to see if they had it on in sale, if it was in stock, if they were if taking people who were ordering it. And there was a time where I came in and they said, nah, there, there, there were two people there. They said, nah, it, I think we're, we're sold out for now. And then the other guy said, no, wait, I think we got a shipment like just this morning. And they, they, didn't, they didn't even put it out yet. And um, they went back and lo and behold, it was one of these. And that was that was a fortunate get because kind of the same thing with my Switch. Uh, my original 3DS was kind of dying. And uh, the thumb pad was destroying itself because I was playing Smash 3DS too much. Uh, it was cracking and falling apart. Oh, no. <laughs> so I was like, I need a, I, I don't know how to replace it. I don't know how to, how to I don't have the know-how to like open it up and, and put a new one in. So fortunately that saved me. And yeah, just having that 3DS is, I, I, I take that one everywhere. That's my Street Pass 3DS. That's the thing I use for everything now. And um, yeah, it's just fortunate to have that one. I don't know how common or rare it is now, but I mean, I, I, I I'm sure. the Majora's Mask guy, so I appreciate having right. it. So, whew. Uh, I just looked up out of curiosity, Binding Blade, and I found this eBay listing that has brand new in box, still shrink wrapped, uh, Binding Blade and Blazing Blade Japanese copies, along with apparently their their soundtrack CDs. Uh, their oh. listing is that can't four thousand dollars basically. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah, it, oh, it just, just a cartridge from Super Potato for like. 20 bucks <laughs> yeah that's crazy i need the, the, that box if it was like before they got popular with even just awakening it would have been so much cheaper back then <laughs> but now it's like because it's such a big thing now oh man yeah, the I used mean, game markets in fair, japan and the u.s could not be more different to be fair this is sexy box art so it is I indeed mean, yeah, yeah look at it immaculate it condition <laughs> yeah that um, box art for the the Binding Blade is so good. It's it's just like it's just like an N sixty four box essentially, uh, just it, a little bit smaller. I do love that. 
That is some sexy box art. Nice. That's some nice <laughs> box art. <laughs> um, I know I did claim that I would never sell my Mega Man X GameCube controller, but GCM of Chaos posted and said, and our live audience in chat had posted, you sell it and someone gives you the demo to Mega Man Legends 3. That's hard. That's a tough one. I, wow. I, I might have to. That's hard because it's the demo to Legends 3. It's lost. It's It's a lost treasure. Will you sell your child for another child? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Basically, basically, yeah. Um, also, I found the art or the ad that I was talking about, the magazine ad where they're talking about the controller and I'm posting it in live audience now. But yeah, you got Sigma saying, this controller blew me away and Dr. Light saying, brilliant. And then Zero saying, arf, I want one. It's my, what am I... <laughs> I think somebody was thinking of the dog from Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, I pro that yeah. I mean, clearly it's supposed to be Rush, but they probably didn't make exactly that mistake, Derek. And I love this ad. It's like one of my favorite ads oh, ever. I still remember me. when I first saw it too. Like when I was reading the magazine, I first saw it, and I'm like, "What happened here?" Um, but yeah, so that was a really fun topic. Thank you so much for that, uh, Squire. And then next up, uh, my topic comes from Colin this week. And uh, my topic is, in light of Stray Gods, the musical that is also an RPG, coming out this week, what are some of your favorite vocal tracks from games? And, uh, I mean, of course, I love talking about video game music. So and we haven't really talked about vocal tracks specifically very much, I don't think. So, I mean, hmm. name of Final Fantasy, right? My favorite one ever is probably Melodies of Life from FF9, uh, specifically the English version. Uh, the Japanese version is beautiful, and I, I prefer a lot of Japanese version songs for other tracks, but for whatever reason, Melodies of Life hits different for me in English, and so that is probably like my number one favorite vocal theme from a game. Uh, of course, there's the classic Eyes on Me from FF8. There's a super cheesy one that I love, and I... I I don't even, it's not even ironic to love it. I just love it. And that's I Am The Wind from Castlevania Symphony of the Night. It is the cheesiest song. Oh, but yeah. it's just, it's that's so good song. though. Oh, yeah, God. that credit song is so cheesy, but I unironically love that song. And then of course, uh, there's TJ, TJ Davis, who's sang the entire soundtrack to Sonic R. And just pick a song from that soundtrack. <laughs> uh, Diamond in the Sky is probably my favorite from that game, but Sonic R's whole soundtrack is a literal treasure. And if you haven't listened to it and you love 90s dance vibes, go listen to it. It's so good. Uh, so that's what I got to start us off with. How about how about you guys? Vocal tracks and games. I mean, Hustlebun, right on, the, like, anything from, like, any Kingdom Hearts opening. Sanctuary, Simple and Clean. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah th th those are just, like, mm -hmm. oh, yeah. Bam, right there. Um, honestly, uh, a new favorite of mine, just because it fits the, the – they they – it's impressive that they took a song that was just sort of made for the base game and then they somehow found a way to make it reworked and fit so perfectly with the, the relaunch. And that's Answers from Final Fantasy fourteen, the song that plays during that, that cutscene with Bahamut. That, took, that was not made specifically for that cutscene. It was That song existed since the beginning of 1.0. But man, does it fit well with the, the choreography of that that whole opening of Final Fantasy fourteen. Um, God, that's a, that's a good one. And honestly, the, a lot of the vocal songs or the, the, the expansions of 14 have some great vocal tracks, but like you said, just final fantasy, um, in general, I'm trying to think of other, uh, others that really stand out. Ray play plays games. Yes. Persona five vocals. Oh yeah. <laughs> the hard to beat the, uh, really persona vocals from three, four and five. You'll, uh, yeah. Hard to, hard to beat those. It was just like, 
again, those those vibe things. World ends with you. Where I the world oh, ends yeah. with you was one of the first uh, soundtracks I got. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Near Automata, uh, Weight of the World, uh, as as Bolt Mouse X just said, Weight of the World is so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daniel, you have any in mind, man? Um, I really like songs from The World Ends With You. They really got you to like expand the different kind of genres of songs I listen to, like Calling from the first game. Oh, yeah. uh, Bur- Burden in the Hand from Neo, The World Ends With You is really good. It's probably one of my favorites. It's a lot of like sampled music, but put together, it makes like its own really cool like song put together. Um, Katamori Damashi has a lot of great vocal tracks. Oh, uh, yeah. Kisara Sara is, is so funny. Kisara Sara is so funny because it's just like, it sounds like someone from the old, like an old timey's kind of song singing it, but it's it's I don't know, it's really funny. Yeah. Um, that uh, Lonely Rolling Star, I really Lonely like. Lonely Rolling songs. Star, one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, Persona has a lot of great tracks, of course, from Persona Five. Persona Five Royal, uh, No More What Ifs, is really great. It's super loungy. I really like that song. I like how Lynn sings it. Um, it's uh, what else? Like Heaven from Persona Four, that always oh, yeah. just hits the feels all the time <laughs> um kind of a niche one i guess uh our moments which is from persona 3 dancing in moonlight the intro song for persona 3 that's one of the best oh, yeah. songs okay. i've heard in that's persona 3 it's nice. a really nice one and from persona q2 has actually a lot of really good vocals as well that's only in that game uh cinematic tale is probably one of my favorite songs because it has all the vocalists from persona 3 4 and 5 is that, is that the opening uh, song yeah, that's that's one of the songs. I think that one's uh that's a different song, but oh, it's okay. the one that plays when you're in like the hub. Once you have oh, all yeah. the char- once you have all mm-hmm. the characters together, like as you get more groups together, uh they add uh, vocalists to each one as as uh, and so when you have the whole crew, they're all singing this song together uh one after another. It's really cool. Um just a couple more. Uh Jump Up Superstar is yep. fantastic. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh uh just really fits that vibe for mario and just pick like a song from sonic adventure or adventure 2 honestly right. live and learn crush 40's entire discography you can't go wrong with any and, any crush 40 song and shout out to pumpkin hill a uh, ghost pumpkin suit hell that one's, yeah that one <laughs> hell yeah you mean <laughs> <laughs> and actually speaking of rap this came to my mind while we were talking or while you were talking and the whole theme of the episode is tmnt we ain't came to lose from shredder's revenge was great i just wish <laughs> oh, the, yeah. the boss fight it plays in lasted longer because it's such a cool song right. and it's it's genuinely it's actually a rap battle between shredder and the turtles and it's so cool but the boss fight's over so fast you don't hear the whole thing in game at least and that's a great song mm-hmm yeah, uh, so Snake many, Eater. So many good vocal songs. As Gamer1288 says, Snake Eater, that's one a of lot the more vocal. Like, when thrill. I first think of it, it's like, man, there's not a lot. I can't think of a lot of vocal songs, but then you get into it, it's like, oh crap, there's a lot of vocal songs out there. Yeah. And one that came to me while you guys were talking as well, uh, that's from my, one of my favorites from Mega Man. There's a really cheesy J pop ending theme called IDEA from Mega Man or Rockman X6, I should say. It's in both. Uh, and, you know, X6 sucks, but the one thing about that game that's good is the music and that ending theme is such a fun cheesy j-pop anthem it's great um the one thing the one last thing i'll say is uh derek you mentioned kingdom hearts of course i agree with you but i don't know i I know it's an unpopular opinion simple and clean it's amazing but it's not my favorite don't think twice is my favorite oh no i I don't think i i would agree with that but i think the issue is, is we've heard simple and clean so often and the other thing is is that 
I've you've heard that those lyrics so often that I have I still have like <laughs> what the hell is she talking about? <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. Whose father? Yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> Whose father? What are you talking about? But yeah, don't think twice. In particular, really dovetails very well with the themes and events mm. of Kingdom Hearts three. So yeah, better, that's, yeah, that's got to be my favorite. Yeah. Uh, so many great ones. The Great Mighty Pooh says Watania. Parappa the Rapper, Chop Chop Onions rap. Jason says, yeah, we could go on forever. Thank you for this super fun topic. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Colin, seriously, thank you. And uh, that is it for our patron topic for the week. So uh, yeah, we're going to go ahead and read out the rest of the super chats that have come in. And then we will go move on to our patron exclusive post show. Uh, so first off, we've got Disney Duncan back with two more dollars. Thank you so much. Saying one smash amiibo left. I believe it's coming. I want to believe it's coming. It's coming. We'll see. You think? I think it's we would have heard about it right now. Uh, who knows? Uh, I don't. I. I kind of don't think so. I, I want it the, to. They gave the rights to like four different companies to make Sora uh, a brand, yeah. a yeah. figure. They can't the thing get is, it for they Nintendo. They can get away with having an amiibo for every form of of Sora in that game, and people would buy it. We'd all buy it. Let's be honest. Oh. They could do every variant. I'd buy every variant. I want <laughs> I want there to be an amiibo of every version of Sora in Smash. But yeah, I, I, I feel like the ship has sailed. But maybe maybe the, I should say the gummy ship has sailed. But maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe there's still a chance. And I'm they, crossing my fingers. They can't have me buy every single Smash amiibo up to this point, except for like one. And then not yeah. give me Sora at the very end. You, you can't exactly. just do that. <laughs> right, Nintendo? Are you watching? You can't do that to Daniel. How could you possibly do that to Daniel so you gotta have, you gotta make it happen i have all of them except for one <clears throat> leading up to sora and i i need to have it all I, I one day when i move somewhere they're all gonna be i already have a shelf for it it's like those little where you put those little tape cassettes it's perfect for the amiibo size when that's yeah. done i'm gonna put it up somewhere and everyone's gonna see how much of a shill i am for amiibo <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I really hope it happens, Duncan. And uh, speaking of uh, you, Duncan, you had one more super chat for $5. Thank you so much. Uh, saying, I don't care about the price. I'm getting Red Dead on Switch because it's my favorite console, especially if it was my only one. Hey, hey no worries. fair point. Fair point. And hopefully it's a good This is not us port. arguing against it, just saying us yeah. personally. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, and then our good friend, Cutie Caitlin, with $5. Thank you so much, Caitlin. Asking, help, what's for dinner? I keep forgetting to order food. I need to get delivery. And my question to you, Caitlin, is really... We're, we're doing a TMNT-themed episode, and you got to ask what you got to order for dinner? It's obviously pizza. This is a pizza night. This whole GVG cast is about the TMNT. It's the thumbnail. You can, go for, time. you can go for one of Michelangelo's weird toppings to get hot fudge exactly. and anchovies. Perfect. But either way, get a pizza. It's, it's TMNT day. Uh, all you can right. put chili uh, on pizza. I'm pretty sure he did that. So there you go. Put chili on exactly. pizza. Yeah. Uh, you can put, I mean, as we know, uh, our, our good buddy Steve loves his pineapples on pizza, doesn't he? <laughs> I, I do too. No, I, I actually do. He he hates them. I love pineapples on pizza. Oh. He can't stand them. I, yeah. He's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I, Danny, where do you fall on that debate? Uh, we've gone through this before, I thought. I think we have, but yeah. We probably have. We probably no, have. No, I, I wouldn't put pineapples on my pizza. All right. Yeah. We're, we're two and two split two then. And two. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> Uh, all right, and then finally, we've got a $10 super chat that just came in from Star 25 Thank you so much. Asking or saying, I remember when Fire Emblem Echoes came out, I was unable to get a collector's edition. On launch day, I went to GameStop and asked just in case if they had a collector's edition. They had one left, and I got it. Nice. That wow. is awesome. That's a great story. Glad I you were able to get it. Congrats. I didn't get those ones. Yeah, I've, I've rarely gotten the Fire Emblem special editions. I have the one for even for... Uh, 
Shadow Dragon and the Blade of Light here, even though it was just a digital co- a digital code, I still have the physical thing of it and engages. I was very, very, very fortunate that um, Nintendo sent me the special edition of Fire Emblem Fates that <clears throat> includes all everything. Oh, they uh, sent it to you! Oh yeah, man, yeah, they sent it to me. I, I That's got awesome. that was there was you never knew whether you're going to get a code or actually get the, the them send the actual physical uh cartridge to to you but no they gave me the complete version and so i have yeah. all th- i have all three versions of uh fates and on, on that disc on that cartridge so I, Nite- yeah so nintendo whenever you decide to release a genealogy of the holy war remake uh daniel here is a big fan of fire Emblem. he'll make any video you want of this video of this game if you want to send him a copy a physical <laughs> copy by the way just so uh, you know yeah, I was actually lucky enough to get the same, Derek, because I did a, uh, a feature for, oh, uh, for GameStop for Fire Emblem Fates, and so they sent me the that, full physical of all that's the, worth the a pretty premium. penny. <laughs> yeah, sure is. I still have it in storage somewhere, so I don't know, but I, I, I appreciate having that in my collection, so I don't think I'd sell it. Mm-mm. But uh, yeah, well, thank you as always, everybody, for all the generous super chats, for the really cool topics from our patrons. Uh, we love you and appreciate you so much, but that does bring us to the end of episode 69 of the GVG cast, and I will say it once more with emphasis nice uh we of course are going to go to our uh, patron exclusive post show but not before we give a special shout out to all of our patrons at the producer tier and above for helping to make everything we do here happen seriously thank you we could not keep the lights on without without all of you thank you and as always we have to give an extra special shout out to all of our patrons at the executive producer tier and above and those fine amazing incredible folks include brandon bovia cutie caitlin Fangs, Z Patty, Just Brian, Sky Blue Flames, Eastman 23, Adam O'Sullivan, Richard Herrera, Logan Daniel, The D Pad, Vesmio, Blake, Critter XD, Joy Content, Angel Martinez, Vedron, Joshua Hunter, Benny Yao, Azran127, Black King, Joseph Rutkin, Geeky Griffin, Lucky Wonderfish, Wataniac, Top Dog 23100, Young Ben Kenobi, Doug Showmix, Andrew Medeiros, Brady Power, Darchi, Becca, Killamox, Sean Davis, Michael McCaw, Matthew Wong, Goran Amber CPHT, Too Much Spaghetti, Bane 400, Ascaron 809, Reiner, Rain and Clouds, The Game Orb, Super Gamer Dude 101, Grantles, Ravelox, Rosa Pardo Bowling, Hi Steve's Mom, Skull Kid Tiger, Darksteel 01, Jason Uloa, Jaden Buck, Cystic Warrior 29, DJ Jurassic, Super Dank Awesome Unicorn Guy, Derek, Colin, Blaystar 25, Mumbling Yeti, Cameron Sharp, Keel, Moon Knight, Brendan Hesse, Hustlebund, Noah Fitterer, Calvin Atkinson, Brainchild, The Entire State of Wisconsin, Jim Wakelin, Longboy Shiggy, Aramis Baramis, Dylan, Kyle the Monarch, Dad Alpha Lion, Lord Metarex, Blaze Collard, Eric, Cat EV Person 5, Peyton Thiel, Mega Beatman True Blue Reviews, Jung Ant, Ryan Hanley, Somnia, The Game Jamie, and last but certainly not least, Danny Walsh. Wow, thank you all so much. We really do appreciate you. Can't say it enough. With that said, we are off to our patron exclusive post show. Have a great night, everybody, and good vibes. Bye. <laughs>